Are some of you finding it's a little chilly in here? Well, I got to tell you, our heat is down, and uh, we're going to have that fixed tomorrow, and we're in the midst of our sermon series, our message series, Struggles or Struggling. I think we're going to shift it to Snuggling, and so uh, you can uh, get up next to uh, a family member or a close friend, but be careful. Uh, we, are, we are glad that you're here, and we know there are some folks that uh, are guests today, and you're exploring a church home. We hope that uh, your experience is a great one here at Martha Bowman. Today, our scripture uh, comes from uh, James chapter 1, and I'm going to read that for you. It's on the screen. Don't be deceived, my brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is a from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. And then skipping over, if you've got your Bibles, to, uh, to the fifth chapter of that same letter. Verse 7. Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for autumn and spring rains. You too be patient and stand firm, because the Lord's coming is near. Let's pray together. God, we, we thank you for your grace. A grace that has mercy. And you've been long-suffering when it comes to this world. And you've waited on us. Teach us the fruit of the Spirit. Help us to have the character of Christ in all that we do. In the midst of our struggles, we thank you for that helper, that advocate, that Holy Spirit. And so do a good work in us and continue it until it's completed. It's in the name of Christ that we pray. Amen. Well, a survey of hands. How many of you find yourself occasionally or often impatient? Okay, a rather honest group. A rather honest group. Obviously, every one of us experiences some degree of impatience. Some of us manage impatience a little better than others. But impatience happens, and unfortunately, we're the most impatient with those that we love the most. How many of you have been impatient or struggled with it even in this last week? Okay, I have. 
I, for one, have. And, and, and maybe it's someone in your life. Could it be the person that's sitting next to you? I, I don't know. But often it's related to people. Why won't she, why won't he do the right thing? Why doesn't my boss recognize my talent? Why won't she apologize? Why won't he say I'm sorry? Why do I have to put up with this? NPR had an article called The Impatient Nation. And it talks about how we are a culture of instant gratification. We know that. But what has happened is it has sped up exponentially in terms of our expectations. Uh, We speed date. We eat fast food. We use self-checkout lines at the grocery store. We try one-weekend diets. We pay for uh, extra. We pay extra for overnight shipping. We honk when the light turns green. We thrive or dive depending on the quarterly earnings from the stock market and business. We speak in half sentences. We start things but really don't finish. We, we, we tweet stories. 140 characters or less. And some of those are considered long. We cut corners. We take shortcuts. We text. We elect new faces into the Congress. Two years later, we elect, we vote them out. We clamor to say, we want safe skies. And we complain about the security line at the airport. We want a good movie and we want it now. And so we're not going to go to Redbox. We're going to have it on demand. A study was done of parking lots. Can you believe this? And drivers who were parking. I don't know how they did this. Maybe they had surveillance cameras or something. But out of 400 parking spots, the survey was done, that, that those who are trying to get out of a spot, and no one is waiting on them, it takes them 32 seconds to get out of that spot. If someone gives them enough room and someone is waiting, it takes 39 seconds. 39 seconds. And for the person who's waiting and one is backing out, And they blow their horn nearly 50 seconds. We want it now. And we grow impatience. Impatient. Patience defined is the ability to to accept delay or disappointment graciously. We use the word fuses. We say an impatient person is one who has a short fuse. A very patient person has a long fuse. A patient person is the one that has the ability to count down before blasting off. In the Greek, the word actually means taking a long time to boil. It's interesting, isn't it? That anger is a secondary emotion. And under it, We often find things like guilt, shame, fear, frustration, impatience. 
And it's that secondary emotion that causes us real problems. I don't know about you, but uh, there are times where I grow impatient, and one of them is in traffic, or maybe as I'm driving. One of the things that uh, we've had a little bit of a problem with is people becoming impatient with this intersection and using our parking lot as a cut-through. You don't have to confess that you've done that, okay? But we've had some church members do that, and, and we've kind of discouraged that. Um, and, and, but we, we try to discourage with everyone because we have children in that playground in the back, and also there's some construction going on. And so for the person's safety and others, we've encouraged that it not be a cut through. And, and I can always tell, uh, sometimes I'll get in my truck and I'll back out and sure enough, here comes somebody, man. And I can tell by the speed they're hitting. All right. And they're coming around the church corner and there I am. <laughs> and I'm in my truck and I'm just driving, but not very fast. And, and I get up and. I get to the edge of the parking lot and I put my signal on and I sit and think a minute. <laughs> and uh, I mean, has your impatience ever come from somebody else's impatience? Sure it has. And so God has given us something that will be helpful, the fruit of the Spirit. And this fruit of the Spirit is being developed in us. We are in the midst of a series, in fact, we're wrapping it up today, and we've taken a look at uh, our struggles. I mean, we have struggled with uh, inconsistency in our lives, and we've asked God to make us more faithful. We, we've looked at indifference and apathy in our lives, and asked God to give us a, a passion for Him and a compassion for others, and an addiction we know loved ones, we may be held in captivity to it, and through Christ we can be set free. It takes self-control, but it takes something supernatural. And anxiety, it can be a way of life, and it can create a paralysis. It can become a reaction that can be devastating for us. And yet, God offers peace. And so for Every struggle that we have moved through, and I say moved through, we're not stuck there. There is a fruit of the Spirit that is being developed in us, God's Spirit, to address that struggle. And so we have patience in the face of impatience. And God supernaturally can help us to become more like Him. Patient. But sometimes we grow impatient with God. When it comes to patience, waiting on God can be difficult. Maybe, maybe you've asked God for a specific something or someone, and you're frustrated that that prayer has not been answered. And, and you're, you're moving towards that secondary emotion of anger with God. A bitterness that can develop. One person texted me last night and said this. I'm looking forward to the patience sermon tomorrow. While I'm still not perfect at having patience, 
I got a lot of practice during my recent illness. God must have known that I could handle this sort of patience and not snap. And so what this person is telling me in a very profound way is what happens while you're waiting. Well, that's more important than what you're waiting on. That what occurs in you while you are having to be patient, waiting on an answer from God, what occurs in terms of a transformation, in terms of a dependency on Jesus, a reliance on God, is more important than what you're waiting on. And so we can be grateful even in the waiting. Be still, the scripture says, and know that I am God. Waiting on someone or something can be difficult. And I want you to look at your message notes with me because we have posted here James chapter 1. We, we read that. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. What I appreciate about some of the most patient people in my lives, in my life and your lives, is that they can help heal a broken relationship. Because they endure that waiting. A patient person gives God time to work. A friend of mine said something very simple, but I am so grateful. He said, when it comes to parenting, it's not a sprint, but a marathon. Now, we've heard that, but that is so true. When we're waiting on our children to move through a stage, whether they're younger or adolescents, in adolescence or a young adult. The good news is that we can trust that God is at work in them just like God is at work in us. And so it doesn't have to happen overnight. We want to make it happen. But change is not always easy. And sometimes it comes with time. And Jesus understood that. He didn't give up on people. He didn't write off the woman at the well for her immoral life. He didn't blackball the tax collector Zacchaeus for his sins and corruption. He didn't ban Peter from the church for his denial. He loved and forgave. And he waited for God to work. What, what are some ways in which we can allow the Spirit to develop this fruit in us. Well, follow along with me if you would. And one is to remember or to recall the Lord's patience with you. Romans 2, verse 4. Don't you realize how kind and tolerant and patient God is with you? Or don't you care? Can't you see how kind he has been in giving you time to turn from your sin? The Lord is compassionate and gracious 
slow to anger and abounding in love. The wonderful thing for us is that God's grace is a waiting grace. God's unmerited, unearned favor toward us is merciful. I, I think of it in the prodigal son story. Remember that? Jesus told that parable. Some call it the loving father. And when I think of God's waiting grace, I think of the father sitting on that front porch longing for his youngest to come home. And he waits and he waits and he waits. And many of us have responded to that grace and we've come home, but you know others that have not. Oh, may it be that we are mindful of God's long-suffering even with us. Jesus also told the story of the ungrateful servant. And it was a parable. And I, I liken it uh, to modern day where you have a man, he owns an apartment complex. And yet he's upside down. He has a mortgage and the bank says it's time. The term of the loan has run out. You gotta pay up. He's been late on his payments. Uh, they've tried to protect him as much as possible, and so he goes into the president of the bank's office and sits down and, and says, I need y'all to work with me, and, and the president says, we've worked with you and worked with you and worked with you, but I tell you what, I'll go back to the loan committee and I'll see what I can do, but no promises. You may want to prepare for the worst. He calls him back into the office. The loan committee met. And they said, you know what, we leave it to you as the bank president. And so I tell you what, because we have a relationship, because you've endeared yourself to me and I have endeared myself to you, I tell you what, I'm going to restructure the loan in such a way that you're going to be able to pay it and you can continue to hold the property. And he's like, yes! And he walks out into the hall and there's a custodian. And he recognizes the custodian. In fact, he's been reviewing who's late on their rent. The custodian rents a place on his property. And he goes up to him and he says, you're a week late. You're a week late. I'm going to evict you. And sure enough, he gets the eviction notice. The bank president is wondering where the custodian is. And he asked somebody, oh, he's having financial problems. He was evicted from his property. Well, I know where he lives. We lent money to the owner of his property. Well, he's run him out of there. And so the bank president calls in the one who has the loan for the property and says... How could you? When we worked with you, could you not work with him? Remembering God's patience with us. The other is understanding. And, you know, I, 
I think about that. Proverbs 4.29. Whoever is slow to anger <clears throat> has great understanding. A friend of mine went to a leadership conference and he was standing in the room and, and in the, he was finding his place up front and the speaker was about to begin and he was pumped. He was excited and the seminar began and he said he kept hearing this chatter in the back and it was an irritant. And he gave this like stare back there and these two men were were mumbling. And he thought, that's so rude. I'm trying to take all this in. And these guys are talking. And, and his anger is beginning to, to build and his frustration. And he wants to say something. But about the time he wants to say something, the seminar leader says, oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you, there is a, uh, there's a pastor here from... Uh, from one of the European bloc nations. He does not know English very well, and we have a translator in the back who is communicating with him, and so we apologize if that's been a distraction. You see, understanding has much to do with being patient. And, and when we understand, it's really when we begin to, to listen and listen in a way that we're not just hearing. Those of us who are verbal, have a way of hearing someone say something to us. And we're thinking about what we're going to say when they're done. We're not listening to them. We're preparing for how we're going to speak back to them. And what we miss in the midst of our impatience is they're saying something but as we listen, they're, they're really saying something underneath. That there's an audible voice that we hear with words, but intuitively we have an opportunity to hear the heart. And so often we miss that because we're unwilling to try to really understand and, and listen. St. Francis said, Seek to understand first and then to be understood. Seek to understand, then to be understood. And so listening in such a way that we hear what's below the surface and then acting and speaking, answering and acting wisely. A patient person is one who's wise enough to really listen. Grady Nutt tells the story about a family in the church and how they wanted so much for the pastor and his wife to come over and have a meal. And they scheduled it weeks in advance and the family had prepared. They had cleaned the house and gotten the yard together and, and the mother was, was pretty worked up about it. I mean, she had gotten out the best china and she had gotten out her crystal and the silverware and the laced covered cloth there on the table. And, and there was just a lot of preparation with the food. And so the day arrived. It was Sunday after worship. And the pastor and his wife came to the house. And it was time for them all to sit down. And so they sit down to this beautiful setting. Candles lit. Food prepared. The best of everything. Well, the six-year-old daughter that was in the family 
nervously knocked over her tea. And everybody kind of looked over at the mother. And it was awkward. Maybe you've had one of those moments. It, it was awkward. And the father could see that this was an embarrassing moment for his little girl. And so he did something very courageous. He knocked over his tea. <laughs> and then the little boy, the brother, knocked over his tea. And the pastor loved it. And he said, me too. And he knocked his over. And then they all looked over at the mother. <laughs> and she didn't know whether to cry or laugh. And with that, she knocked over her teeth. And she had a belly laugh. Something happened in that moment, moving from impatience to gratitude. To gratitude. You see, when we begin to see how blessed we are, when we begin to look around and say, you know, I'm going to major on the major things. And I'm not going to sweat the small stuff. That's when our patience begins to expand. And so it's my prayer that as we have worked through these struggles that you will allow the Holy Spirit to fully engage you. That these characteristics of Christ that we've talked about will surface in you. And that you will know that in the struggle, Christ is there.